49 of my live podcast, The Fonts Talks Metal. I have Jordan, the vocalist of the brutal death metal band Distant Tomb with me today. Uh, Jordan, how you doing, man? Stoked to have I'm you. I'm good, man. Yeah, it's fucking sick. I'd, I'd rarely do. I know. Well, I've never done a podcast before, so this yeah. is a cool experience for me too. And as or a, a big fan of podcasts, it's um sick to be on it. And it's good to oh, see yeah. you, man. It's been um. I know. It's been, been a, a minute, man. I think. Yeah. The last time we saw each other was Bloodlighting Tour, 2019. In Austin, I think it was, was it? Yeah, Austin. Did I, I think I went to the Dallas. Yeah, I went to the Dallas date, too. I think and it was at Tomcats, or Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. So, that tour yeah. was actually the last time Distant Tomb played, the end of 2019. Um, oh, shit. In... You guys didn't do anything after that, up until before the whole shitstorm happened? <laughs> no, that... that um, <laughs> That San Diego show. I'm pretty sure it was San Diego was the last day. Last one, um, yeah. Yeah. Played that. Flew home. Four days later, my daughter was born. And then, oh, wow. you know, several, just a few months later, everything just fucking changed. So, yeah. yeah. Like, haven't played a show since. So, Holy since shit. that tour. So, a don't lot you, of fond memories of that tour. Don't you guys have something coming up? We actually have our first show on April 1. April um, 1. Damn. Yeah. Where is this at? Is it your hometown? No joke. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> no a, it's joke. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually um it's actually yeah, our first first Brisbane show since like mid 2019 as well. So oh, wow. um we're we're playing it with this sick lineup and it's pretty much like the first death metal show that's being hosted in our city of Brisbane. No shit. Um, since COVID, so it's like this it's going to be this massive release for us anyways, because we're all getting together a few days beforehand to really hash out the set. And yeah, I think it's just going to be good for the city, like for the people into sort of death metal, power violence and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So we're really looking forward to that. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, how, how far, how far away do you guys live from each other right now? Are you guys um, scat, like spread apart? Well, we each, we each live in a different city. So when, Jake is the only one that lives in Brisbane now. Um, oh, Henry lives okay. on the Gold Coast, which is an hour and a half from Brisbane. I live in Toowoomba, which is an hour and a half from Brisbane the other way. Okay. And Adrian lives right down the East Coast, like towards the bottom of Australia in Melbourne. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a little so we only work. really see each other when we do tours. Yeah. Do mm. you guys get together for like writing at all? Or was that like for like the new single? Was that kind of like written, recorded, and then just sent to you to do vocals somewhere? That, that was just all done separately. Yeah. Like, and completely written separately as well. Wow. Um, that, that was probably the first time we actually, as a band, have written collaboratively where, you know, Adrian, he joined in 2016, but he's never yeah. really contributed to the writing process. So he contributed to that. So that's probably why people would notice it sounded a bit different. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that, that was just, and that's probably just how we're going to do it, to be honest, where we just don't, we all have so much stuff going on in our lives and it it's kind hard. of works at this point. Yeah. 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 It's hard to get all in the same spot, mm. but we know? were pretty happy with how that turned out, you know, oh, like I Adrian mixed and mastered it. So. Yeah. I noticed that, which is great. I love that fucking song. I was definitely me personally. I was blown away by it. I mean, I loved, I thought the decaying light was a huge step up for the band. Yeah. And it, to me, it made, um, <clears throat> made the band like stand out more from other like does everyone like yeah. categorize you guys as like this slam band which you do have those elements but i feel like decaying light really took you out of that yeah and i, I think 
and we probably reinforced some of that slam stuff in like 2014 real release real like looking back on it real cringy shirt designs but um that's <laughs> how it usually is at yeah, first yeah but it's you, you know that that's kind of what we we felt the decaying we felt with misery as well that was us coming into our own sound but with the you decaying light that was definitely we remember i remember us having conversations before that album came out yeah. being like you know, some people are not going to like this because it's it sounds pretty different for a brutal death metal band. And we also just said we are just so fucking happy with it. We couldn't really have given a shit if if everyone no one else outside of the <laughs> band liked it. Like we were just really happy with how that turned out. And yeah, yeah. And I think broken under your symbol of atonement, the the new single, we we're just we we're pretty stoked with that. But we actually we're probably going to rein it in a little bit. Like what we've had a lot of discussions about our sound and what we're going to do for the next release. And oh, okay, yeah. So That's the new stuff we're writing is, you know, we've been listening to it for so long. We've had it for so long, the new stuff, but Oh, really? Because yeah, yeah. because yeah, you know, more than anyone, <laughs> Disentomb works at a frustratingly <laughs> weird pace. Weird is probably a, a good word to replace slow, but um, <laughs> you know, at a sloom level pace but we just you know we're all stubborn in our own way and we just fucking we don't work really well to deadlines so yeah i mean but the the new stuff yeah Uh, but even like i thought like you know uh there was times i'm like man this this guy's gonna put out this new record but when like the when you guys like had the decaying light like ready to come out and i heard it i was like okay wow, this, this was a hundred percent worth the fucking wait. <laughs> mm. and, and I think we've also let them take their time. <laughs> yeah. It, well, like the fact that we can sort of have people around us that understand how frustrating we can be. Yeah. Um, I just got used to it. it yeah. It's fine, man. <laughs> but I think we've also accepted the fact that we're not going to be that sort of band that releases an album every two years. Um Yeah on the on the dot and we're not going to be that sort of we're not going to be a hype band like mm-hmm. or probably in our own way but i guess for us it's just you know as cliche as it sounds um focusing just on the music and really enjoying the fact that we're four best mates that get to create music together that's kind of that takes precedent over anything else for us yeah I and totally get if it. it if it's a slower process then so be it we don't want it to feel like work and you know, and we all have careers on the side as well, so it just makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult. But exactly, in, in with the new stuff we are working on, it is of like, you know, everyone says it's their new stuff is a massive step up, step up. But I can't <laughs> wait for people to hear what sort of comes after our latest single because, like, it for me, it's exciting. Like, yeah, it's music I want to listen to. So for sure, oh, that's it. great. I mean, you guys are just progressing. I mean, even when, you know, when the last record came out, it made a big impact. I mean, everybody was talking about it. You know, mm. everyone was just like, oh, it took forever, but the fucking record's great. You know, it got great reviews mm. and everyone loved it. I mean, everyone that I showed it to was just like, this is insane. Like this, mm. it made the band, in my opinion, made the band stand out from other death metal bands and slam. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it just was that, like man. this own, like you have this like, sound to you guys that you know you throw on a disentomb song it's like you know it's disentomb mm. right off the bat yeah. and sometimes when you throw on like you know a death metal or a slam band song or slam you know you're like oh who is this like you know you can't really tell like this sounds like this band or this sounds like that band mm. but i always well, thought I think you it, guys had your own sound something to it yeah you know 
like especially our first album when we put that out sunken chambers of nephilim that was you know 2010 we wrote that album when we were teenagers yeah you're young and, and that's just and that's just straight up brutal death worship like <laughs> if you, like if it just sounds like disgorge mixed with broderquin <laughs> and just literally which i think is fucking <laughs> sick yeah no and like and the production on it is just you know horrific but like there's people who are just fans of that album and they're really into that sound and yeah. And going back and listening to it in context of how young we were when we wrote it, it's pretty sick. But yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, when we moved into the next album, Misery, that's when we sort of we wanted we, we had a lot of discussions about what we wanted the to define us as our sound, and mm -hmm. we were always drawn into sort of immolation, morbid angel, gore guts, that sort of stuff, and yeah. And that's it. where I guess those sort of more evil undertones came from. And and to be honest, we're all fans of black metal as well. So like people might be able to hear that sort of influence that, that goes in, in there. Music. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think just mixing all that sort of shit in there. But yeah, it's yeah, been you a get... crazy ride so far. It's been fucking 13 years. 13 fucking years, man. So how was like, well, actually, before we get to it, I know Benny, my mod's asking. It, so are we going to see a new Distant Tomb record this year, you think? yeah i think like and and yeah, late yeah maybe towards the end possibly yeah. i mean is it kind of hard to say it, it is hard Until to say it comes together well, i know i know we were planning on doing a whole bunch of different single releases similar oh, to what okay. we did with broken yeah 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 okay. so and and because the way I wanted to sort of try and do it and the other guys agreed with sort of my vision for it. But if we tried to release a single with a different piece of artwork and then a different visualizer for each one. I think it's just, a good idea. Yeah. And just really focus on that digital format. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, people will definitely hear more distant tomb throughout this year, whether That's or not great, it's in yeah. the form of a record is another thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like we've got artwork lined up. Like we've commissioned a whole bunch of artworks already, and oh, we have no these shit. songs sort of ready to record. Okay. So we do have shit in the wings. Yeah. Um, it's going to do a little a bit of, differently now. Yeah, and like, I think we. I think it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, to just drip feed it out there and just experiment with a few things and just sort of enjoy the process. Like, yeah, you know, why not? Keep it, you know, every <laughs> every few <slowly>. months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like every like few months, it's like oh, new distant tomb song. Oh, new distance yeah, song, and it's like holy shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and however that turns out, like some of the artwork we've got is real, like trippy and weird, and you know, I think that sort of goes into so you, how we are. So yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Fuck yeah, uh, Benny had another question. It's a random one, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> Has Jordan ever been to the Australia Zoo, and did you ever see Steve Irwin when he was alive? yes really uh, like when yeah when i was a kid no um, shit dude yeah no yeah i've been to australia's so heaps I, I saw him feed a crocodile <laughs> that's so fucking right i'm sure i mean that was yeah was Steve Irwin's a legend yeah dude r.i.p that's fucking amazing yeah dude um, um nick l actually my, my wife and i were talking about getting a season pass to australia zoo for my daughter oh so really can, because she's yeah she's she's only 17 months old but she's super into animals and everything so yeah we're going to be taking her and show her like you know crocodiles wow. snakes and all the other stuff they have there everything everything possible. yeah everything <laughs> yeah everything possible 
No, but yeah, I have seen Steve-O. He died on my birthday, actually. No fucking yeah. way. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember I, just, I remember the day. Another question, Josh. How old are you? You said you you uh, written the first album as teenagers. How old are you? You said you're 30, oh, right? Yeah, um, I just turned... Well, I, I turned 30 in September. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. That was. That feels like yesterday. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Honestly, the, whole, <laughs> the past year has gone by so quick (laughs) everyone i talk to time is pretty much skewed in the last year hasn't it dude like i like today all day today has felt like it's it's a saturday to me like i don't mm. like some days i'm like i don't even know what day it is and sometimes i'm like what time is it like is is it like 5 p.m and it's like noon i'm like what the fuck is going on i'm like starting to like slowly um get back into the groove of like working again you know yeah 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 and it's been uh, you, you guys aren't in lockdown huh no no i mean everyone's still like texas is well texas everywhere i go you know you still got to wear a mask and i would anyway even if the like business didn't have the signs up or anything anymore like i would yeah, yeah. still wear a fucking mask I mean, literally during this entire lockdown, I barely went anywhere besides, you know, like me and my girlfriend barely went any, anywhere besides, you know, grocery store, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, gas station, and sometimes just go maybe go to a park to go for a freaking walk with our, you know, my dog mm. and get the hell out. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's not, it's not really in lockdown. Stuff is starting to slowly come back and uh, everywhere is different. Like Texas mm. shows are starting to happen, but they're like. You know, like come and take it live in Austin. You know, he still has it seated, and uh, you know, got to wear a mask unless, mm. like, you know, you're seated at your table. You you can have it off to you know because you have a drink or something. Yeah. yeah. But if you got to go up to the bar or you got to go to the bathroom or you got to go outside, you got to wear a mask. So yeah. they're still keeping things a bit strict there, at least. But uh, Did, didn't Texas just get rid of the mask rules or something? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, but dude, so many businesses are like, get the fuck out of here. Like literally, you know, nonchalant told the governor to go fuck himself on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, how fucking hard is it? You know, like- I know that's what I'm saying. It's like these people put up this fight um, about wearing a mask and it's like, dude, it it's not hurting you. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you're a fucking baby if you've got an issue with wearing a mask. Like a well, literal baby. Yeah, like yeah, like like we haven't had to wear masks in my state for well, we really never had to wear masks where I live because oh. they sort of locked like they you guys they, locked they, it down. Yeah, we, we right? got it sorted pretty quickly. And yeah. and but I'm like my wife and I and my daughter had to fly in August last year for a vacation. Um, and we had to go through the airport and we had to wear masks. And, yeah, you know, people complain about having issues with breathing with it. Like, like how? I don't know. Oh, don't <laughs> yeah. get sick. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out, dude. That shit just uh, pisses me off. Yeah. But I, I think we're, it's, you know, it's becoming easier to get the, uh, the, um, vaccine. the vaccine here. So yeah, they uh, just started rolling it out here. Yeah, like uh, I think probably tomorrow there's this like hospital that is starting to do them for the public, so I can sign up and get it within, or at least the one of the one of the two shots within like four days of signing. Oh really? Up. Yeah, that's what my friend Sue told me. So I got to actually do yeah. that tomorrow. Um, that's a pretty quick rollout. Yeah, I mean shit. You know, my girlfriend got it back in 
what is it, March now, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Back in January, February. Oh, really? Okay. I think so. Yeah, she works at the hospital. So, I mean, it was like, you know, they're the first ones getting this shit, you mm. know? So when you're, when you're booking tours, when everything goes, you know, back to normal, are you going to sort of require bands to have their vaccinations? Or? <laughs> I, I feel like a majority of bands don't are going to get all political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a majority of bands are just going to get it. You know what I'm saying? No one's yeah, yeah. like, the thing is like, no one's getting fucking severely sick over it. It's like the second shot, you know, you have a sore arm, you may get a fever, you may feel like mm. shit for like 24 hours, maybe two days. And then it's gone. That's what I've That's read. like most vaccinations. But yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I've read literally from everybody that have gotten it. Yeah. So it's whatever. But anyway, um, we'll get back to normal eventually and we'll get you fucking guys over here and like, you know, hopefully next year I'll be sick. <laughs> I don't mean to be a pessimistic Peter, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about when, like when we realistically think we'll be able to go to the US and maybe you know, we've had joking conversations of like you know we'll be able to tour what's left of that fucking country but like <laughs> <laughs> what's left know, of that country <laughs> you know um that place is yeah i mean we'll see how things are that's why i haven't brought anything up to you i'm like a lot of like bands from like overseas like i had you know the guys in within destruction hit me up today and they were just like you know what's everything looking like i'm like listen to be honest with you let's just Look at, <laughs> let's wait till next year and and luke was just like yeah you, you know you're right that's what we had in our heads too we just you know want to yeah. reach out get an update and where your head is at and i'm like yeah let's just let's not look mm. at this this year bro like i had ingested on a tour that was going to happen in september october and like a pretty big tour at that for the guys and yeah uh, sick. and they were just like and i told them too i'm like i i, I don't think you guys should plan for this and you know yeah, those guys ambitious. are smart. Yeah, I'm like this is, I'm like I don't want you guys to spend this money on the uh, the visas, visas and your, yeah. your plane tickets and all this shit. And then it just fucking goes away, you know, or it gets rescheduled and it's just fucked out of money again, you know. Like let's just not do that. And they were just like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, we'll get the tour, you know, we'll you'll get the tour with these guys again. Like it, it's gonna happen, you know. At least the visa process would be pretty quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, everything's fuck, starting to move so. again. I mean, I fucking hope so, bro. Didn't Australians we... aren't allowed to travel overseas. Like, no? I, can you try? Can you can Americans travel like to I other countries? I haven't looked. I think so i i really have not i haven't looked like we're literally not allowed to leave the country so you guys cannot no like you still. have to go through a massive process to be approved to leave the country Wow. so and they're not letting in international they're only letting yeah. in australians returning from overseas and you have to go into hotel quarantine for yeah two weeks, two weeks. yeah mm. you guys at your own expense it's like insane to like see like especially you guys um lock it down so quick and get it under control so fucking fast and then you see all these people over here just like complaining about shit and i'm like you guys look at like australian shit and how they're handling this yeah and it's like going fine <laughs> the, the the thing is it's, it's just such it, i guess it's the same as the gun debate you know where like we just have such different cultures in terms of what's what's your freedoms and yeah you know america has this very you know inbuilt thing into their culture where like it's you can't is, tell me man. what to do even if it's probably for my own good <laughs> good yeah don't fucking tell me what to do <laughs> whereas like australians are just like oh yeah yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> you guys are just like all right yeah cool yeah over here oh wait so so the bottle Pro shops will still be open because yeah. we can't buy alcohol like 
from supermarkets or anything. We have to have, yeah. we have specific bottle specific, shops. So yeah. as so Stores for the it, essential yeah. services were supermarkets and bottle shops were allowed to be open. Everything else was shut. So yeah, it's like we could still get our alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I th- it would have been really interesting if they shut those down. Oh, geez. Yeah. It would have then- been Mad Max within like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a week, definitely everyone would be losing their fucking minds. I would have been that guy with a guitar on the back of a thing. Just. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking, fucking great. Immortal Jord. <laughs> so let's get to it. So growing up, what got you into metal music? Where, where um, was it? When did it happen? <laughs> so growing up, um, Jake, the guitarist, and I, we lived in a small town called Nanango, which was a town of like about 3,000 people. Yeah. Um, and I was probably about the age of 10 when I had, I've got two older brothers, um, five and eight years older than me. And so I was about 10 when they were listening to Corn, Slipknot, Oh, system yeah. of a down that sort of thing you know pretty yeah. much the new yeah, metal wave that the new metal wave in the early 2000s and and jake who's a year younger than me has an older brother about the same about five years older than him as well and both of our yeah. older brothers were getting into that sort of music and we were you know naturally we just heard that music in our in our homes and jake and i were best mates since we were about seven so damn you guys go way back holy shit yeah yeah so we've been friends since we were like young kids, kids. in this small town yeah and man. um and and so naturally we just sort of gravitated towards like corn and slipknot and system of a down and mm-hmm. and then it was sort of is about when i was 12 for my 12th birthday my oldest brother ryan um he took me to the australian version of best buy which is called jb hi-fi okay and it's like a C- cd and electronic store yeah and and I had previously seen a music video late at night for Morbid Angel, their song Rapture. Uh-huh. And I remember like watching it on TV being like, what the fuck is this? His vocal <laughs> sounds so sick. I can't understand a single thing he's saying. And yeah. like, Morbid Angel's still my favorite fucking band. So like yeah. 11-year-old Jordan at the time knew what the fuck was up. Hell yes. And, and my brother for my 12th birthday said, do you want to um pick any CD and I'll buy it for you? And I saw Morbid Angel's like I recognize the name Morbid Angel mm-hmm. and their, their album Formula's Fatal to the Flesh, which is still my favorite album by them. It's just such a fucking good album. I'm just so yeah. glad I didn't pick some shit death metal band and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have yeah. ended up in like a six feet under cover band or something or like, <laughs> I don't know. It could have gone real bad. It could have gone like way up... sideways. <laughs> yeah. So, other direction. <laughs> so I'm so glad I picked like literally one of the sickest death metal albums that's been written. For and sure. I, I got that for my 12th birthday. And I remember I remember the same day that I bought that, I rented Grand Theft Auto 3 on PS2 at my like I was, I was staying at my brother's place for the weekend. Yeah. Like as a birthday weekend sort of thing. And he was he just, you know, I think he was like 19 or 20 or something at the time, and rented Grand Theft Auto I for the first it. time and got a whole bunch of Pepsi, like Pepsi and Coke and just chips and yeah, I just remember thinking this is sick. I was listening to Morbid Angel for the first time, playing Grand Theft Auto Three for the first time, and just like that, that, that. I guess that was like a pretty defining moment for me. <laughs> and yeah, and from then, that's where because we lived in this small town about two and a half hours north of Brisbane. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we and obviously we didn't really have internet back then. We had shitty dial up. Oh, it yeah. would be Good a matter of whenever. Up. 
after that, just got hooked sort of to this Morbid Angel CD and started. Jake and I, whenever our families went to Brisbane, you know, for whatever, every few months, we would just go and buy CDs and then burn them for each other and swap them. Oh, yeah. And he would start buying Cannibal Corpse stuff and and we would just share these CDs and it just... So we kind of skipped a lot of like, you know, kind of went from sort of corn straight to sort of death metal. some pretty sick death metal, like more yeah. angel cannibal corpse and, and, you know, those sort of staples D side. Um, and then it was about when we were 14, we got LimeWire. Oh yeah. And that sort of just, <laughs> you know, LimeWire. Uh, Did you have Napster or no? No, my, my brother, my older brothers had Napster, but I was Did too they? young to like work it or anything. And, yeah. But because I remember having them having that little, was it Winamp or something that player? Some shit. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. I wish like, I could go computers back. Computers were so fucked back then. I know. Like... I wish I could go back and like look at it again, you know? Yeah. Like sit Can down at a computer how, like... and pull it up and be like, oh my God. Yeah, it'd probably, yeah. Like it would, it'd be, a ma- there must be computers out there where if you fired them back up, like they, they would just have it. everything still on there. But they were so fucking slow and shit. Dude, and... such shit. <laughs> I remember thinking back then, I can't wait for the future when things just work properly. <laughs> yeah, it's like things are like faster. Instantaneous. Yeah, yeah. like when, I can't wait until we don't have to sit here and wait for AOL to connect or whatever <laughs> yeah. you had. You know, there's different ones, smaller yeah, yeah. companies too. And it was just like, God, dude. But when, when we got LimeWire, that's when, like we were 14 and I remember downloading... I think it was Brodequin and there was another, like there was like a slam band yeah. called Corpse Carving from, from Tasmania in Australia. And they were just okay. like this insanely fucking sick band, like they're so heavy. And to be hearing that in 2004 was kind of insane, but yeah, from there that kind of expanded. And then Henry actually moved from Brisbane. His family moved from Brisbane to um, our small town when he was 15 and he okay. was already sort of, he already sort of started listening to death metal and started playing drums. And we just sort of, so we're in this very small town and we were just like, there was probably about seven of us that were into death metal. And then we just sort of, let's see if we can form our own bands. Yeah. Let's see what it can And that's when we there. started the first in, incarnation of Disentomb, which was a band called Wounds of Decay. What was it again? Ru- Wounds of Decay. Oh, like wow. a wound. A, like wound. a decaying wound. Yeah, yeah. Wounds of decay. So, um, and Jake wasn't in that band. That was like a few other guys. Yeah. And I was the, I was the vocalist in that. And we played our first show. And like, it, it was so cringy. Like, imagine a country <laughs> town in Australia. Yeah. No one's really ever heard of death metal before. And then we're playing like the talent show at our high school. <laughs> it was, um, it was fucking funny. Like, looking back. Thinking on it. about it right now. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Oh we, man, we fucking did that. <laughs> oh, I remember we we played at the end of this talent show, like the end of the night, and they said before we played, uh, <laughs> "Look, this is a this is a death metal band, so if you want to go, feel free to leave." <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we didn't give a fuck. We, we just yeah, like no, this, of like, course not. <laughs> like we, we had um. And That's we had to change totally our song great. titles as well. Like, oh, um, we had a song called something like <laughs> "Dismembered in the Night" or something. Yeah, and we had to change it. <laughs> we had to change the song title to like "Remember the Fight." 
did like the teachers tell you that like you got to change <laughs> yeah like, the principal because we had to put shit. it in like we had to put it in like the program oh yeah so uh, it had to like, be the, so i had to be like not dismembered in the night so um yeah <laughs> it was just like and like looking back on it it's just such good memories of like recording with just these shitty programs and just thinking they sounded sick and just sort of oh, of course just having oh, fun yeah. doing it and yeah, and we just didn't. And we we weren't part of any sort of music scene or anything. Like it was just yeah, there were, a few of us hanging out, and like we we didn't know anyone in Brisbane or anything like that. So was it like very small, like the metal scene there? Like was it just like a very small group of people in our town? In your town, yeah, it was literally us just like and maybe guys. like three, yeah, and three other guys. Like no one else was really into metal. There was no other bands. No, like no one else was in bands. Wow. Yeah, like that—that—that's how sort of country we're talking. Like no one, no one played music there. Yeah, there might that's... have been like a few cover bands or so, something. So what? How was the reaction? <laughs> it was like there there were people getting up and leaving. So like, like literally leaving. <laughs> and I'm and like looking back on it, I'm sure our parents that were there probably weren't proud either. So yeah, no, they were so, probably like what the they're probably like what the fuck did we do to our kids that they're writing remember the fight and just like like i had like bleached long blonde hair like it was real fuck like and we're all wearing camo shorts and like decapitated shirts and it's fucking incredible it, it was funny and then we actually you know we played an, another show which was like a talent show in the town over yeah in the bigger in the bigger town 20 minutes over there was a bigger town with like ten thousand people in it and so they had this talent show and from our entire region there was like five bands wow and we um we won that talent show even though like are you serious yeah and we got like a um we got like a 500 dollar voucher to record at a studio and we re- recorded this like demo how'd that go <laughs> <laughs> we went like it was at a studio in brisbane we didn't know what the fuck we were doing like yeah, this studio not. is like so used to recording like indie bands and yeah. stuff and like just like we wow. came up and we, we recorded a song called decapitated jesus or something like that and <laughs> like that. yeah you know like rock. such a 17 year old like a 16 year old death metal song but like oh yeah it actually sounds fucking like it's it came i'll have to find it because it actually isn't too bad that's <laughs> incredible so you guys when you recorded that song you were still in high school yeah man yeah like, right yeah you're yeah. still fuck. so when did it uh, how long after that band did it turn into like disentomb? When did you guys? So, Wounds of Decay, which was um, Henry, myself, two guys named Matt, and another guy named Tim. Okay. We um we there was another band that came after that called Cadaverin. Okay, yeah. Um, so we we dropped a guy called Tim, like our mate Tim, and brought Jake in. Oh, and then Jake um, came into the fold. Jake came into, into the, the fold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then we recorded, and that was sort of like this tech death band, Cadaverin, and we yeah. recorded like a three-track demo. Yeah. Um, with, and we released that in 2008. So that's when Henry and I moved to Brisbane to start studying at university. Okay. okay. Um, and, and so we recorded this three-track demo in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then we were real, like Jake, Henry, and I particularly were really into Disgorge. Yeah. You guys started um, getting into them. Well, yeah, like we'd been oh. into them for a while, but we we were sort of Cadaverin was much more sort of like tech death, yeah, and we just really wanted to 
we just all love Disgorge and we just wanted to do something that was more in the vein of Disgorge. So <clears throat> we started another band simultaneously with Cadaverin with just the three of us and then our other mate, Tom, we brought into the fold, who's the original basis for Disentomb. And okay. we, you know, we named Disentomb after a Disgorge song. Yeah. And then we recorded a a two-track promo in May 2009. And then oh, wow. Cadaverin sort of just ended yeah um because we, because we realized we just want to write brutal brutal, um, music. Death, brutal death and then yeah so we, and what we did was we recorded that two-track promo got some artwork done for it got the logo done by steve from the band condemned um oh, shit. okay yeah so like and i remember hitting him up being like man we want a tour of the us and we were just like we, we existed for like two months and he's like yeah yeah cool <laughs> um <laughs> like you know but yeah, we, we right, had man. these bit like we, i remember sort of saying with the guys like having this mission statement of like yeah we will go to california and play where fucking disgorge played and and you know do that like that that's where we need to end up yeah we need to get there and so we printed 500 promo cds um ourselves and just yeah contacted all the brutal death metal record labels and said hey if we send you a whole bunch of copies of this can you put this in your orders yeah oh just like give them out pretty much yeah yeah we just gave them away and then and then we contacted all of our favorite bands in the brutal death scene and asked for their addresses and sent them out like our cds and and shirts and stuff damn and just try to get our name out there and and then we started writing the next out the first album sunken chambers and nephilim so and then just Mm. all started taking off from there when did you yeah and we started playing our first shows and then 2009 or 2010 was the first label you guys signed to New Standard Elite or were you on something before that? No, the first album, Sunken Chambers and Nephilim, that came out on Amputa- Amputated Vein Records, like that's, a Japanese label. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. And, and we did, yeah. We our first Australian tour was like Tom, our original bassist, bought a van specifically for this tour. And we <laughs> like we did this East Coast Australian tour and like four dates got cancelled. We got double booked with like a poker night or something. It was just like the most fucked tour. Yeah. But it oh, was just God. so fun. We were like, this is sick. This is <laughs> <laughs> Even though we showed up to some shows and there's people playing poker instead of like wanting to see us, but we were fucking, we were poker. just happy to hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was at a city called Geelong, which Geelong. we've only played one show there since, but wow, yeah, it's a shithole anyways. It's <laughs> Why the fuck would you ever go back? Um, yeah yeah <laughs> so like the early years were there any like struggles that you guys faced like uh, or was it i mean just I'm, like moving the way you guys wanted to go i mean it was always just like okay we play a show in brisbane sick we promote the fuck out of that yeah um and just especially back then man like we were we were like i was doing posters and stuff like when i first flyers. moved to brisbane i really yeah, yeah. Flyers, um i just really wanted to be involved in the metal scene yeah especially coming from a country town i was like this is sick there's an actual like metal venue that we can go to every week so i was yeah. doing posters for them and putting them up at my uni and everything so oh that's that rad. sort of got me involved with just like handing out disentomb show posters and stuff and just really like networking i guess in person and everything like that and like i remember there was a slipknot stadium show oh and i remember like we printed out like five thousand flyers and just as soon as the crowds left we were just handing out like 
fucking left and right everyone yeah yeah and and so we were able to get like decent numbers to shows with some bigger local bands at the time mm-hmm. you know like 300 to a show 250 to a show that's fucking solid yeah and i, I felt like those times were different back then as well People oh yeah came dude. out to shit a whole lot more and <clears throat> yeah times when the internet started progressing and then social media became, People became much yeah. more recluse. Yeah. I mean, well, when MySpace came out, it was still fine. I feel like yeah, everything yeah. was still okay then. I remember in the MySpace days, me and my like my old bands, like we would still flyer at shows. We would still yeah, yeah. you know, print, you know, a couple hundred burnt CDs, you know, and just like yeah, yeah. throw a few of our songs from the album on those and then hand those mm. out at shows instead of handing yeah, out yeah. like the the actual record, you know? And yep. uh, hand those out in little, you know, packets that have like a flyer in it, you know, our MySpace address and just still mm. do it that way and hang up posters. And then it just mm. then everyone just started getting lazy on that aspect of things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah, people everyone, stopped talking in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Twitter came out on Instagram and all that shit. And that just physical anything was just out the fucking door. <laughs> and. I remember going, like, it's funny you mentioned MySpace. I remember going through all the friends that mm. our favorite Brutal Death Metal, like, I remember oh. Tom, the bassist, and I, we lived together at the time. Uh-huh. We would just go through, like, I remember, like, Guttural Secrete had, like, just a shit time. 10,000 10, friends. And so we used to just send, like, spend, like, we, we used to have, do shifts of, like, four hours, like, just friending Ooh, everyone through the Disney page. Yes. So just, just treating it like a, let's just fucking saturate and get as, our name out there as much as possible. And well, that was, I think like... It, I think it did well for us. Yeah, no, I think it did well for a lot of bands. Because, like, even, like, the local bands I was... Do we would do that shit and just, like, go to, like, you know, some, like, mid-sized bands pages and just, like, pull up different tabs, like, all these tabs of all these other, like, the people that they're friends with. Yeah. And just start adding them, adding them, adding them. And everyone in the band would, like, take shifts. Like, one night it would be me, and the next night it would be Nick, you know, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just, like, we would always just be, like, on it, bro. On it. Replying to everybody, replying to every message, every comment on MySpace. Mm-hmm. MySpace was lit. That was, period. That it was, was fucking the, good, man. It was. That was the best social media platform for bands. End of story. There will be nothing yeah. like it again. It was such a, it's crazy to think of a a mass social media network that was revolved around music. Yeah. Like you can't imagine that. Like now Facebook's revolved around news and and all that sort of bullshit. Saturated. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, that was something that it seemed kind of pure. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably looking back at it with fucking rose tinted glasses, but it was (laughs) so like, you know, it it was sick. It was so fucking cool. You could like, especially when um, it got easy, like everyone started using or learning HTML. So like you can make, your yeah. whole, you know, like we were like, I was like learning this shit because I wanted to make our MySpace page look like a fucking website. Like no yeah. one was making websites. Everyone was making their MySpace page look That's like funny, a eh? website. <laughs> we we ended know? up doing it. We ended up doing a tour with Black Dahlia Murder and Fallujah in wow. 2016. Oh, I remember and that tour. Yeah. 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 Dude, and sick fucking tour. We yeah. became super good friends with the dudes in Fallujah. And I didn't yeah. even realize, but Alex from Fallujah actually back in 2008 designed our MySpace, Disentomb's, or 2008, 2009 designed Disentomb's first MySpace. Like we paid Wait. him to 
make us sick really myspace page yeah yeah i you know it's funny like a few like i don't know not even that long ago i learned that he does graphic design and all this shit and i never i don't yeah. know how i never knew this um but that's fucking insane back then yeah. he was the one and then you guys didn't meet him in person until that tour yeah and i didn't even when i met him on that tour like it, you didn't that was like an eight-week tour and he yeah, brought it up long. like five weeks into it and i'm like fuck are you serious and i went back through the emails from like years and years ago oh you and found them like, fuck i did yeah I, I found them i'm like fuck <laughs> i did not realize that was actually like you know i've been talking to this guy for a month like we obviously hadn't thought about myspace let alone true fucking commission myspace layout but like yeah 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 that, so that was insane to um yeah we just ended up crossing paths and becoming really good friends and that's incredible that's so so he didn't but he didn't bring this up until like halfway through the fucking tour <laughs> yeah he didn't bring it up to like halfway through the tour it might have just like clicked in his brain like wait a yeah minute. He, he probably I didn't did even that. remember either like yeah you know, he, he, i think he was making quite a few all the layouts time for right? everyone. yeah dude back then i mean even um daniel mcbride does that name ring a bell at all daniel mcbride oh, he works at Samara. i know that name from somewhere he was in that band called uh he was the drummer of that band last house on the left from arizona okay but he's been with samarian for a long time now but mm. dude back then like myspace it was like daniel mcbride was making so many bands pages like layouts he's probably making shit. a fair bit of money man oh dude literally i mean i i gotta talk to him i gotta catch up with him but even back then i remember him telling me that he dude he was making money and like mm. when everything started shifting over to uh facebook dude i remember a lot of people that i was like friends with that did graphic design were like oh my fucking god this no sucks like mm. i'm making good money like living off of this mm. doing graphic design for like literally just myspace pages and shit for bands mm. and you know whoever and now it's just literally gonna go away yeah, well, I hadn't even actually considered that, but like I think we might have paid Alex a hundred or hundred and fifty bucks, and yeah, I mean you know, was... that's like decent money, especially in two thousand and eight or yeah, two thousand nine. Very young, like yeah, very young. And imagine if you had 100, like two hundred bucks a layout. Yeah, and if you're good week. at it, and you can put it together, like fuck, man, that's like a decent amount of cash, like and, and, side hustle as well. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like you can fucking and everyone, you know everyone's hiding that you know everyone's getting paid cash like it's just like no one's taxing that shit yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um yeah those were the days man i always i don't always bring it up but like when me and my friends like talk about shit like talking about like you know when we were younger like myspace was the probably best that was for social media and everything that was the best for bands yeah and i think just that general era where oh yeah that too you know you didn't have a and like I was saying to you before the podcast started, where like I still got my social media accounts, but I've deleted them off my phone. Yeah. And yeah, I don't get notifications of, for nah. any of my social media. I get like Twitch <laughs> notifications, which is mm -hmm. whatever, but like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, none of that. Literally don't get them on my phone. Mm. And like I've got a smartwatch and I just made sure I didn't select notification because I can't think of anything fucking worse than like <laughs> if, I'm at, if I'm at the gym or if I'm running or whatever. And you're getting pinged. I get a fucking random message that I've been forcibly joined into a Facebook group. <laughs> pig squeals or and something into, like yeah. that. <laughs> or into like a Facebook group message. <laughs> yeah, just my... some dumb shit. Please don't you know, do so... that. Don't put me in those. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm already in a oh, group messages. <laughs> I'm in so many Facebook groups. Like, it's just ruined Facebook for me. Like, 
people have just fucking made me join like this would have been a few years ago and i just haven't yeah. fucked it like it's but too yeah, much like, to keep up with but I, I think that general era of like where there was an offline and then there was an online yeah and you know you would go online on your computer and that was it. it was on your computer it wasn't like yeah. you're, you weren't going online on your cell phone you mm. were it was like you know when you were younger then it was just like on your computer and then when you mm. got off like that was it like you're not mm. on social media until you can get you know you go hang out with friends and you're out with your friends for like hours and then you want to get back on the computer until the next morning or maybe yeah, yeah. that night you know now it's like you're always on you always yeah. have it at your fingertips and i think that's definitely sucks <laughs> that's um you know i'm just really glad and and obviously you're how old are you i'm 34 you couldn't be a day over 25 <laughs> thanks jordan <laughs> no but like um Oh, I'm just so thankful, actually, that we're sort of the last generation that can remember an offline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are, man. You know, like, it, it, I reckon it must skew your perception of just how things are when you've grown up from the get-go with Netflix and oh, yeah. everything instantaneous. You know, you like, surely that must have some sort of effect on you. Oh, dude. I've... The way you perceive everything. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, even, you know, I started booking tours in 2000 well i started i became a booking agent in 2006 right so mm. like back you know the, the, those times before i even got like a blackberry you know um, oh yeah I, it, the only times i could check my email is when i would go on my computer yeah i remember yeah, there yeah. was times where i'd be at like my friend's place or like my friend's like apartment or whatever and i'd be like in the midst of booking a tour and i'd be like yo can i go on your computer and check my email real quick <laughs> like <laughs> i remember doing that so much yeah. because like you know, you want to go hang out. I, I can't always be checking my email. So it's just like going out yep. with friends and I'm like, we're just chilling there. And I'm like, hey, you mind if I log in real quick to my hotmail to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to see if I got these dates booked, bro? Is the tours approaching? And then I got a BlackBerry and mm. that was the first time where it was like, wow, I can check my email at any time I want. I'm in the future. This is insane, dude. <laughs> I never I got a, I never got a sidekick though. Never got one of those. Yeah, I remember being a teenager wishing I fucking had one, but like, dude. you know, it would have been so like surely that must have sucked like the user experience on that. Dude, I, I there was definitely times where I'm like, I wish I didn't have this fucking thing. Because that's yeah. when it just got to the point where it was just like always checking your email or always getting the yeah. notification, like, oh, you got a new email. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> I remember our first year, first time the band went to Europe in 2011. Yeah. We didn't, like, I don't even think I had, I had a smartphone, but there, we, there wasn't really any plans on, like, international travel. Like, mobile, like, any Australian mobile companies didn't have any proper plans. Yeah. Um, so I remember having to go to a fucking internet cafe, which is, like, <laughs> so dumb. Like, you know, you'd never yeah. do that now, obviously. No, that's not even a thing. Now. I don't even know if internet cafes exist. I'm sure they do. But... I'm sure they do in like Europe and stuff. Somewhere, maybe. I don't know. Probably Japan, China. Like there has to be still internet cafes. Japan would probably have them for sure. Like those sure, gaming right? centers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um. So anyway, back to uh, some disentomb. What? Yeah, sorry to go off on tangents. Oh, no, it's fine, dude. We, I do it all the time when I do these episodes. Tim said Japan 100%, 1,000, 10,000% has internet cafes. That's what I figured. They still do. Mm. Even though they probably have like oh my god, insane internet. mobile phone technology. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, 
so back to distant tomb what are are there any like distant tomb songs that stand out that you really like playing live like specific um, ones they're always like keen to play live like we got to play a song <laughs> yeah there's the one off misery um which is you know sort of our or i would say it's our most popular song vultures descend yeah um that's a great you know, one we, we try and finish with that one because it's and just it, got two massive slams in it it's that's you know, good. Got some evil shit in it yeah that's a good one um, to end it there's what one off um the decaying light indecipherable sermons of gloom mm-hmm. um that just i think there's there's two riffs in it one you know that leads into just it getting slower. Oh, I think that's just sort of, you know, people hear us use the term sloom. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. you know, sort of obviously just sort of started as a joke between us, but that, that oh, I think is, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I think that's just like the definition of a sloom. Like yes. where it's like this slam doomy sound and put together. Yeah. This, yeah. And it, it, it's just fucking crushing. Like that's probably my favorite song. I just think it's really well written and, the riffs Jake came up with that for his just insane. And yeah. So I think it's probably those two. Um, and are those ones that you guys pretty much, well, the one we will always play those. Yeah. Well, misery has another one, um, an edifice of arc bestial impurity. Um, that that's just the end slam. And that is just fucking crushing. So I think it's those ones. Like I'm trying to think of, you know, there's none. There's there's one off our first album, Sunken Chambers of Nephilim, which um, there's a track called Cystic Secretion, mm-hmm. which is I haven't you know, listened to that record in so long. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, it it sound, it does sound <laughs> like um. Someone once commented on like a YouTube comment. This would be back in like 2011. Yeah, that it sounds like it was recorded with a pineapple. <laughs> And the guy who recorded it, Joe, our mate Joe, yeah, like we recorded it in a um, jam studio. He came on our two first US tours with us because he's into videography and he did video and photos for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, he, he ended up getting a pineapple tattooed on his uh on his leg, like because of that. <laughs> because of that. <laughs> because it's just he's the one who made it sound like a pineapple. It was recorded with a pineapple, so. It it does sound like it was recorded with a pineapple. It's yeah, so <laughs> that's fucking great. Because what mm. were the two first tours? It was you guys did like a new standard elite tour, right? Was that like the first one you did here? Yeah, in two thousand and fifteen, right. that was our first um, US tour. We that was us headlining with a whole bunch of bands. One from um, Basque Country, which is a region in the country of Spain. Yeah, um, Cerebral Effusion. Mm-hmm. they're f- like they're you know top tier brutal death and it was like just a full brutal death tour as you can imagine it's new standard elite so that's one of the best labels for super underground brutal yeah. death oh yeah big um time. so it was cerebral effusion um iniquitous deeds um fucking... this is a while ago delusional parasitosis yeah um and and a few other bands are, are fucking i i see their logo logos but i can't <laughs> fucking say it right now um <laughs> but, right. but yeah that that was like our first us tour and it was sick man it was like just a super underground tour we didn't know what to expect and we ended up making like it's an underground tour but we ended up making money off it so that's great you got came home in the green yeah and i mean we've been doing that since probably 2014 where somehow it just works out for us where we end up selling enough 
merch, merch. And, yeah you know people dig the merch designs so like hopefully people realize how much that fucking makes a difference you know oh yeah i, I feel like people do here like even like when i had ingested come over for the first time in 2015 they were mm. like they were not prepared to sell mm. the merch the amount of merch that they sold mm. they didn't have any idea like I think me and Bryce like told him like, you know, you should get like this much printed and I'm pretty sure they printed under that for the first, you know, order. And, uh, they were just selling dude, like a lot. And, um, mm. it blew them away. They were like, holy shit, we're going to go home in the green. Cause they were mm. like very much prepared to go home in the red. Like they were, you know, mm. it's their first time here. They're like, you know, this is what we just got to do, you know? Yep. And they, they went home with money, you know, and it was just mind blowing to them. But it changes your outlook on things. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw someone comment. Embody Torment was one of the other was bands it? that was the logo I could I could see um, in my head. Oh, but, Josh said that. Yes, Impedious yeah. Deeds. Am I saying that right? Impedious Impedious Deeds. I were they on it? Was no, that was iniqui- there was Iniquitous Deeds. Oh, um, that's a that's a fucking iniquit and <laughs> iniquitous. So that would be like iniquity is evil. So yeah. Evil oh, deeds. That's what he meant. He said, "Dirty deeds done dirt cheap." Um, but yeah, it's so that that was our first US tour, and the response was just insane. Like yeah. I remember, we played this. I think LA show. Mm-hmm. It might have been at the airliner. Um, the airliner. Okay. I forget where it was, but I remember we played the show, and Jake and I looked at each other at one point on stage because the crowd just went insane, and it was like this sort of dream just come true for us. Wild. Playing. Yeah. It, like because you know we're playing LA, we're playing like the home, like not not San Diego, but you yeah. know we, we were influenced so much by Californian death metal, and yeah, then we were there playing this headlining show, and in LA, right? Like someone got thrown thrown through a fucking table. It was insane. And <laughs> it's like, like a wrestling. Jake event. and I looked at each. Jake looked at like, and Jake sort of said to me after the show, "You need to stop sort of stirring the crowd up so much, man. Someone might actually get fucking really hurt." <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, it was just, especially yeah, we're just sort of going crazy, and um, yeah, so yeah. that was the first tour, and then we returned like ten months later to do the Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia right? one, which was that tour for us was so. Was that mind blowing to get that offer to get hit up? To it, do was, that? it was, man. Was it, it like it out was. of nowhere? Or uh it it kind of was like kind of yeah. Um, it was like you know for a three band bill. Black yeah. Dahlia Murder, Fallujah, which were releasing their fucking album. What what was it? Dreamless. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that was the one. And that was such a hype album, and that is a really big, good album. And big album and for then, them. Yeah. And then for us to sort of be the third band on the bill, like the the opening band, it was just such a good lineup for us to jump on, and it was probably so instrumental in us gaining a bigger following in the US because, and, and for us, it felt important to fly the flag for brutal death metal yeah because we, we definitely you know we we know we're not we're not a deathcore band we're not no, um we're not a straight death it. metal band but we, we are like technical but we're not a tech death band Mm-mm. in the way we're sort of seen and so you, we kind of thought fuck, like a lot of people will be seeing a brutal death metal band for the first time we want to make sure the shows are at another level for sure and um and yeah, we just, th- that tour, we sold an insane amount of merch. Like we ended up having to reprint shitloads and 
we sort of incredible yeah and that was you know around that time we were sort of chatting like fuck maybe we could even sort of quit our jobs or our careers and focus on this for a while and yeah and thankfully we were able to maintain our careers while touring for a few months of the year for the following few years but um yeah that that tour was really insane and that was yeah the um he said in the chat on it was the unhallowed album tour wasn't it yeah, so even that was even more hype, man. So. Fucking insane. I don't know. I wasn't, I, I don't think I even went to a show on that tour, which is kind of crazy. I, I remember, remember we when, played, what was that? And we played an Austin show, and there was like was, fucking seven, eight hundred people there. Holy, it was like this fuck. outdoor thing, man. Oh, and it Mohawk. was one of the Mohawk. It might have, it might have been like kind of outdoors, and then, and then it, yeah, it was like the hangar. Yeah, yeah, that's Mohawk, dude. That place is rad. And that's where I met Stephen Mashburn for the first time, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. He Shit. came along and he he was like, I'm in this band called Iron Destruction. Yeah. And I'm like, and like, I think we chatted online a little bit and he gave me a shirt, which I still wear. But <laughs> oh, um, shit. yeah, I wore it on stage that night. And I just, yeah, that, that show was just, that that's one of the shows that actually stands out in my mind because the crowd was just so insane and the pit was just dude, so shows, insane. Dude, shows in Austin can go off. I've been to some sick shows at Mohawk or just in Austin in general, but that's yeah. what it got. The venue got changed last minute to like a big, it went from a smaller venue to a bigger venue. Oh, yeah. well, Mohawk is bigger. I mean, it's like a thousand yeah. cap. I'm pretty sure. And it's I remember, illegal. and we just had this massive merch stand and we just like had probably like an obnoxious amount of merch. Like we just had so many different like snapback design, like <laughs> hat designs, like flat brim designs, like yeah. moss shorts and just fucking like in every color that you could imagine. And we just ended up selling like, we had to get like some friends to help us sell it. It was, it was just like, ah, I look back at that and it was just so fucking sick. It's surreal. And that was a long, you said it was an eight, it was an eight week tour, right? Yeah, man, that was an eight week tour. And before then we had toured, europe for europe and the uk for three weeks as well so Jesus. we were home for two weeks and then went back on tour for eight weeks so wow it was cool man we got to see a lot of the us and yeah. meet a lot of like mates and, and then, so fucking insane and then the next that was 2016 and then you came back when i brought you guys here with devastation right 20 with aborted was that 2017 2018 no 2018 was 2018 it yeah, was yeah. it was it was so a two, bit of a gap yeah, the boarded, which was that was a sick. fucking cool tour, man. That was that went over really well. Aborted's mm. fucking sick. I mean, I I look back at that lineup. I actually I have shirts still from that tour. I have like these double XLs and XL shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. uh, I I literally found uh, saw them. I pulled them out of the box today because it's with this other Devastation merch I still have. Mm. And uh, I was like looking at the lineup, and I was like, damn, that's sick, dude. I want to just do that lineup again. And dude, see how it does now. You know, like we did that like two years from now. Dude, aborted, <laughs> um, ingested, psychroptic. You guys. Fucking signs of the swarm. Like, you know, you know, I mean, dude. They'd have to be higher now, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Fucking, <laughs> it's know. just, yeah. It probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Archaic. I mean, it was, it was Archaic. a fucking yeah, yeah. fun tour, man. It was, I remember when I got that lineup together, I was like, holy fuck, dude. Really that's like a premier sort of like death metal lineup dude like yeah. you know that 100 percent is I, I think you guys were maybe throwing some shade towards summer slaughter at the time i don't know <laughs> yeah, like we, i was <laughs> there was like <laughs> <a time. laughs> 
it was funny. Um, I, I I was I'm like actually surprised. It was like some meme because there was like people that like made memes that were uh, yeah you know like pretty much saying devastation's better, right? And I would mm. just repost them because I I don't give a fuck. And yeah. uh, I was like really really surprised. Like Ash from Sumerian never hit me up. And was like, yo, Dan, chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> I've known Ash for a long time. And I we don't really talk anymore. Like he's, you know, he's yeah. he's crushing it, you know, film and all this stuff. But anyway, yeah. but at the time I was like, you know, I was talking to Bryce. I would post a meme and I was talking, you know, Bryce Lucian. And I was like, dude, Ash is gonna hit me off and be so fucking mad at me and like threaten me to pull it down. You can't argue though, no, like but the the way Summer Slaughter was branded and the way sort of what it turned into, you know, that was um I kinda get like why he went like Oh, I completely you know I, I do get like, it. Because it's been going for so long that it's like, all right, let's try let's see if we can try something different. Mm -hmm. And uh it didn't really go the way he wanted it. You know, especially mm -hmm. like, you know, I would have thought like the between the bear and me version of Summer Slaughter would have went better, but it, it really didn't, which oh, really, really blew my mind, dude. Yeah. They're a massive weird. band. They are. And it's kind of blew my mind that it didn't really, you know, they had one with like, it was like, um, what was it? Oh my God. Oh my one God, of the stars or something. Dillinger escape plan, you know, animals as leaders. Like I think one of Osiris was on it. No shade to bone of Osiris because I am a fan of the band and I'm friends with like Lee and shit. But like, yeah. Bone of Osiris was on fucking Summer Slaughter way too much. Same with Vale of Maya. Mm. And I love those bands, but it was like every year, Bone of Osiris, Vale of Maya. I'm like, can you guys stop being on this tour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we, can we yep. try to, can you guys just stop and just, can you guys replace these bands with some other like really cool bands? You know, I just try with Devastation. I, I, I just really try to make it special in a sense where it's just different. Like, I am going to go back and do like, you know, I rescheduled. The next one's like a black metal one, huh? Yeah, it's Rotting Christ, Borknagar, um, Rotting Christ, Borknagar, Wolfheart, um, Abigail Williams, um, Imperial Triumphant was supposed to be on it, but they're not able to do the rescheduled dates. So we replaced them with Veil of Nath. Uh, I haven't even announced that oh, yeah. yet. So anyone here that just heard me say that, you're the only people that know. Um, <laughs> so it was like, you know, we're going to do that. But my plan is for that's going to be in April, May 2022. But my plan is for 2023 is literally go back and do a straight up fucking death metal lineup. You That'd know? be sick. You know, I want to try. I really want to get fucking Black Dollar Murder or like Fetus or something like that, you know? And Going then, Fetus would be fucking sick, man. Then like, obviously ask you guys to be on it. And, well, I'm just going to tell you guys to be on it. And then yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call you and be like, hey, you're on the tour. <laughs> and we'll be like, yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I can't wait to play in the ruins of Chicago and all the other cities. No, <laughs> but yeah, I always was like, I, I get it, but like, I even scaled down Devastation from you know, I think Aborted was seven bands. You know, I think mm. we had we, I think we had like a local on a lot of the shows, mm. and then you know, just hearing about you know being hectic and stuff, I was like, no, nah, we need to we need to tone it back. Let's bring it down. Then I did six bands for the Dark Funeral year. And yeah. then that crushed, but it was just mm. still like too much. Like, you know, you have these bands that have a lot of production and stuff. And I was just like, let's just do yeah. five bands. I mean, for the death metal one, I might go back to seven. Who the fuck knows? I don't want to yeah. make it like a thing. Everyone made like Summer Slaughter, like Ash and them and the team was always just like 10 bands, 10 bands, Nasty 10 bands. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, you don't have to do that every year. I don't think, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's like with anything, man. It, 
things need to be approached on a case by case basis. And if, mm-hmm. as soon as you start regimenting certain things, that that's when you sort of, I, I don't know, like, like you said, there's going to be certain bands that require longer changeovers. That's or, what I'm saying. Know, that, or they've got enough hype themselves that they don't, you don't They're need to draw the people. Bands. Yeah. yeah. Like with the Dark Funeral Belfagor, I have the poster there. I mean, dude, that sold out one, two, three, four, five, six shows sold out and the rest did Whoa. The rest crushed. I mean, the dude, the year blew my fucking mind. But it was like, you know, even at six bands, we realized that, you know, the changeovers from Incantation over to like getting Belfagor set up or getting Dark Funeral set up is Belfagor and mm-hmm. Dark Funeral rotated was like, you know, it's taken like 25 minutes to get these changeovers ready. Mm. And it's like, we, I wish, you know, there was a lot of, always a lot of talk like Bryce and them being like, fuck, I wish it was just five bands, you know, because it would have been so mm. much easier. So that's why with the Rotting Christ lineup, I was like, I'm just doing five. Just going to do did five. They have, <laughs> they have heaps of props and shit? Uh, kind of, but like, you know, they, they were just like very particular with everything. You know, you got to do the sound check again before they're going on, you know, like a short, sound check just make sure everything's good but like it was a lot of work man like bryce was kind of ridiculous because he was like i'm gonna guitar tech for dark funeral tm the tour you know and then and then run the devastation merch booth and i'm like how are you gonna do all this bro why are you doing all of this and then yeah, like you run yourself into the ground a few days in, he's like why the fuck am i doing all this <laughs> Yeah, because you want it like a few hundred dollars more. I'm like, stop. You're an man. ambitious man. I'm like, you know, and then like I remember like a few days in, I'm like, I gotta talk to uh Travis who was uh filling in for Villa Nath. I was like, I need you to sell the devastation merch. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll pay you. You know, because mm. Bryce can't do it because he's guitar teching and he's fucking stage managing and he's tour managing. <laughs> what was Chad on that tour? Chad, did he ch- Chad go on that tour? I think he did. Well, what what about for you? What's the proudest tour you've ever done? Like you've been doing this since what two thousand six? You said. Yeah, I mean the proudest. What's one that really stands out? That one for sure. Uh, even doing mm. back in twenty fifteen, I did Sepultura's thirtieth anniversary tour. Oh, sick. that was a big deal. That's a big tour, man. Yeah, that one crushed. That was a big deal. That was the that was the first like big tour I ever bumped. Mm. Like big tour, like a bit, you know, for a band that I grew up listening to that, you know, I'm mm. doing their 30th anniversary tour and I'm yeah, only like, I'm, that's only pretty like special. I'm only like 28 years old. <laughs> yeah. I remember, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember sitting down with Andreas, the guitarist in Fort Worth on their bus. And he's like, how old are you? I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was 28. I was like 28. And he just like kind of laughs, chuckles a little bit. He's like, mm. that's, that's pretty funny. He's like, how, how long have you been listening to Sepultura for? I'm like. I was probably in like ninth or eighth grade when I found you guys found out about Sepultura. He's like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, the tour is doing really good. Thank you. You know? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> sick. <laughs> That's all so, I wanted so to hear. So that tour did quite well? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was the first time Sepultura was here in like years, man. Like a long time. So it, it was doing pretty like at least minimum 500 up to, upwards to like eight, 900 people. So it was a good time. Yeah, sick. I just saw someone ask a question yeah. where to disinterm play in Manchester. Mm. So I'm just having a look. Did you play in Manchester? And if so, where? When's the last time you guys were over there? Man, we played oh. um, Carnifex Euro uh-huh. Tour in 2018. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 
2018, I think it was. Um, in that February one 2018. Well, that I think we played it. Yeah, yeah, that played in Manchester, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember um, the ingested dude showed up and we hadn't really become buddy-buddy at that point. Oh, okay. You um, guys, yeah. Like, there was always like a bit of, not, I wouldn't say beef <laughs> between Manchester. Uh, not but not Manchester, um, ingested. There was always like a bit of like, I guess, somewhat rivalry, unspoken rivalry. <laughs> and and then like... You guys like met. And then mm-hmm. we met on that um that Devastation tour. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember like the first show was in Brooklyn or something. Oh, yeah, and I remember I we was. were... And we were sort of like sounding each other out. And and then we just ended... And like me and Sam like talked to each other on the phone every now and again. And like we yeah. just ended up becoming good mates. And what we realised is we're just all cunts <laughs> so, you know like that, that's the reason like until I we actually that. met each other and realized that like we're just like judgmental cunts that like, that's it yeah it, it turns out like okay we actually are very similar yeah and yeah. like and we have a very similar sense of humor but i remember at first we we did our first uk t- actually sorry a second uk tour in 2015 or 16 we played manchester with ingested and okay. I remember there was some discussion between the Booker and those guys about who would headline, and oh we pushed God. that we wanted a headline, <laughs> and so we ended up headlining. But like, and obviously, Ingested is the much bigger band now. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah. you know, I remember, and we just like, I remember we all saw each other at the show, and we were all just like didn't really <laughs> chat or anything. Like it was like just sort of, it wasn't tense, but it was just like it wasn't friendly either. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And That's then it was just when so we finally met. Good. And after like at the end, by the end of that devastation tour, the first one we did, like we were just such good friends, like me and Sam just going off on little adventures, like together shows and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. It's just, those dudes it's funny how that turned man. out. They're so funny, man. They're oh just my like, God, dude, the nights like hanging out with them and just like drinking with them, them staying at the house that I used to live at the seek the band seeker that that house I used to live with those guys for like a year and a half so we would have like when ingested would come into town you know come to the states the tour that was like their hub like their home yeah. base you know and yeah. uh, we pick them up from the airport and all that shit and house them for the few nights let them practice you know warm up because there was like a, a small practice area in the in the garage that was like all padded and shit and they, yeah. you know, they would practice in there, warm up. Like, I mean, the house was a fucking mess. We'd get fucking hammered. Sam would cook up some huge meal. <laughs> I, and, and the kitchen was just a fucking shit show. I remember the morning after just being like, Sam, dude, what the fuck? And just <laughs> piles of pots and shit. I'm like, oh, he's like, I'm going to clean it up, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> and he would like a day later they're just but, oh this they're is, just so fucking cheeky as well too, they fucking like, are and, and and i love sean's like disposition because he's like he's just always like this bit of a serious cunt always <laughs> always dude. like lays down the he'll loosen up and... too when he loosens up it's funny yeah yeah you like he, he does like <laughs> you can see from first impression people be like oh fuck because he's serious all the fucking time dude like there's no <laughs> facial expressions with Sean. Yeah. Barely any. Yeah. And I just remember on that devastation to a Sam wearing that Prince. Oh my fucking God, dude. Prince outfit. <laughs> the shirt Sam would wear. I was just like, what is he wearing now? What yeah. is he doing? It must always look weird to people from the US, I guess, when like bands 
like when we were in Disenton, when we wear football shorts, like footy, like rugby league shorts, they're always like short shorts. And yeah. like people in the people in the US only wear stuff that goes like, below their knee. Yeah. Or maybe like a little above, but like it's usually below the knee. So when people see Henry and I just no shirt on and wearing our little short shorts, unless <laughs> well, we actually had a dude at um at Kansas City come up to us. Real. Like we, we parked our RV outside Ride Room. Yeah. And we were unloading merch boxes and we had like Henry has his massive mustache. Yeah, I know. And he's he's all tan. He's all tan. tan. And he's like pretty. Sh- he's all pretty shredded. He's pretty shredded. Yeah. And, and we're wearing our short shorts and <laughs> and no, yeah, we're just wearing our short shorts, loading in merch boxes. And this guy comes up to us and he's like, "You some sort of a you guys like sucking dick?" <laughs> yeah, and we're like, "Nah, man, we're in a band. <laughs> like we're playing here tonight." You guys like, like just full on dick. hitting hitting us up, like to see. Like oh. he seemed kind of keen, but yeah, so, like. And that sort of made me realize, fuck, we must look so like, especially when we're going through the Midwest, we must look oh, so especially weird. Especially the Midwest. Like, <laughs> the and, and when we wear, when we wear like thong or like flip flops, yeah. we call them thongs, getting out at like gas stations and stuff. It just People must just be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, Iowa, definitely Iowa. Jesus. It's yeah, Iowa. Fucking yeah. Funny. That's yeah. that's funny that you guys like you and ingested didn't like I guess really be you guys didn't we really didn't gel at first that's for sure yeah but yeah you guys didn't become friends until that devastation tour with aborted right it was yeah that, like the real like that that was definitely the first time yeah. that we sort of hung out and then obviously with the bloodletting tour we did in 2019 when the tour met up with their tour with despised icon oh yeah and, in Atlanta. Um, at Atlanta, that yeah. was fucking sick. I was like so stoked to dude. I know. see those dudes again. I was. We were actually, we were meant to do an Australian tour with those guys, almost twelve months ago to the date. We were um. Oh no. We shit. were set to yeah, and then obviously you know COVID, oh, yeah. but we were going to do. We hadn't been announced yet because we were going to play two shows um in Sydney and Melbourne for Download Festival. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So we were going to God play damn. Download, and then. And then at Download Festival, it was going to be announced that we were um, touring with Nile and Ingested, like doing an Australian and New Zealand. I remember hearing about that. Yes. And then obviously that got fucking canned. But so we never got to announce that we were on that tour too. But I was so looking forward to showing those guys around like different Australian cities and and going to the beach and shit with them. But never happened. I hope it. (laughs) Getting Sam all sunburnt. Oh, God. Yeah. You'd get sunburnt so easily. Yeah. Man, so they think a rainy day is a lovely day. So yeah. <laughs> when they see clear skies. Was it supposed to be, wait, download, was that supposed to be, it was supposed to be last year, right? You were going to play? Yeah, download yeah. download last year. Actually, I think it was almost like this time last year, we were actually meant to be playing it. I think it was like the 22nd of March we were meant to be playing. Wow. But yeah, yeah. like that was like a bit of a, uh, because aside from death metal as a teenager, I was super into like emo music as well. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was a massive My Chemical Romance fan. And we we were meant to play with My Chemical Romance. And I was that download. And I was, that was like a bit of a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. I mean, we didn't go ahead. Hopefully in the future. Hopefully that's going to happen again. Yeah, man. Well, surely once everyone's vaccinated and fucking fucking stop getting this goddamn virus. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Um, 
So like when it comes to like the writing for like Distant Tomb, like uh, as far as like the music goes, mm. who's really like who's the who's behind it all? Is it Jake? Jake well, is the the powerhouse when it comes to um writing uh, up is. until now, and now Adrian Adrian's is, coming in with some ideas. Is because he plays the guitar, ideas. doesn't he? Adrian plays everything. He plays drums, bass, guitar. Like he shreds. He's he's like honestly one of the best musicians out there, and he's wow. so humble and quiet. Yeah, I remember meeting him, and he was very very nice. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very nice and very quiet, but yeah. he's in like ten different bands playing different instruments, and he's um. That's wild. so so he and like just sort of recognizing how good of a songwriter he is, we've brought him into the fold. And but like all of the decaying light was written by Jake, all of it, um, yeah. Misery, Sunken Chambers and Nephilim, and it's sort of broken under your symbol of atonement. That's single, that's the first one with sort of Adrian doing the writing as well. That's incredible. That's cool, yeah. man. That's cool that he's in the band. Mm. How did that all oh. ha- happen? Was it just so you guys known each other for a little while beforehand? Adrian was originally like a fan of Distant Tomb and that's how we met ah, it because okay. he's Adrian's 23 or 24. Damn. He's young. Yeah. He, yeah. He's no super shit. Young. So Sunken Chambers of Nephilim is one of the first death metal albums he ever heard. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So he, he got wow. into Distant Tomb at a very young age. That's crazy, and, man. And it, and it makes sense because he can write the way he writes is so like, he can write distant tomb material yeah. really easily. Like he's got that dissonant sort of brut- brutality. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. he he would come to shows in like 2012 to the like 2013 when we'd go down to Melbourne for the first time and stuff. Wow. And, and he um, was there. He was there, and he would always come out to our shows and talk to us. Mm-hmm. And then we heard some of his other band, Involuntary Convulsion, which is like his sort of first death metal band. Yeah. And, and it's insane. Like, it, the, the <laughs> songwriting is just insane. Yeah. And he's writing this as, like, a fucking teenager. Yeah. And um, fucking wild. Yeah. And then it was 2016, we did a national tour with Suicide Silence. Mm. And it was after the Black Dahlia murder tour that Jim decided to leave the band. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and we just sort of asked Adrian. He came along. And he's such a quiet dude and he's so he's a bit younger than us. So and because he's so quiet, I remember saying to him on the tour, I'm like, man, are you having fun? Like <laughs> Do you wanna he, be here? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. man, I love it. <laughs> and like, okay, sick. Well, a lot uh, of people love like that. They're just like yeah, very like, quiet and you don't know if like they're having a good time. And then you ask it's hard them to and read. they're like, Yeah, I'm 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 doing good. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> just making sure hey just, just to answer this question um yeah. for tim where we played in we actually oh, played man. at the star and garter in manchester okay on the 2nd of march 2016 march 2nd. um wow, so we apparently i think that's doesn't exist anymore i remember what sam saying yeah. that but yeah the star and garter in manchester but that's the first manchester show we played oh shit um, was that was wait that was with ingested right was that the one you had yeah that was distant tomb headlining <laughs> <laughs> in, uh in just hometown <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh um, my god i ingested, love that visceral disgorge and visions oh. of disfigurement so oh, no shit we did a uk tour with visceral disgorge after our euro tour yeah yeah mm. that's fucking awesome dude yeah 
So that was sick. But is Adrian yeah, going to so, be the one like track, like mixing and mastering everything from here on out at least? Or yeah, we- we're thinking that, hey, because we want to not only, not just from a financial perspective, yeah, but yeah. he actually, like the decaying light after listening to people's sort of criticisms of it. And I definitely agree. I wanted the vocals to be louder listening yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I sort of made that very well known to Adrian before we did Broken. Yeah, before the new single, yeah. By the way, I hope you... I'm not sure if you can hear my daughter crying in the background. A little bit. So that... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. She's just about to go to sleep. Oh, it's just nothing. A little nothing, nap. Yeah, gone for a midday nap. The midday but, um, nap, yeah. But yeah, so where he really... I thought he did really well on that mix for the last single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was actually... Too. It was really important for me to hear my vocals properly for the first time. Yeah. And I think he nailed it with that. So I think we're going to go ahead. And the idea actually is eventually we'll have Adrian recording everything as well, because we record separately in studios and stuff in okay. Brisbane. And, and but eventually we want to do, yeah, but eventually right. we want to do everything in-house. I mean, hey, why not, dude? There's bands that do it. I think ingested to doing that actually. I think yeah. I mean a lot. Well, Christian from Cryptops, he's like mixing and mastering it, but mm, um, okay. they're tracking everything. I'm pretty positive. Besides the drums, I think Lynn mm. Lynn tracks the drums somewhere else. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, because he he lives in Spain. Spain. Or yeah, but there's bands like Brand of Sacrifice is a is an example. Like those guys literally do it all themselves. Like Leo, yeah. the guitarist, did it all at his home studio. You know, he's just saves that, a lot of money, man. It does. And it's like sometimes, you know, and, you know, maybe, you know, the next record, you're like, I kind of want to go to this guy, you know, let's just, you know, fuck it. Let's go spend some money, and go to this guy and see how mm-hmm. it turns out. You know, like, I think like in Fury, uh, for example, if you know who in Fury is, it's I-N-F-E-R-I. They're on that label Artisan era. Oh, really, yeah. Yep. Really good tech death band. And uh I'm pretty sure they like recorded a lot of shit themselves and they really uh, recently went to Dave Otero, you know, who's done cattle mm. decapitation and shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember talking to Malcolm. Uh, we talked on the phone like a few weeks ago, we caught up and I was like, how was that? Like, what do you, was it worth it going to him and everything? He's like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's mm. like, this is going to be the best, you know, this is going to be the best thing we've, we put together and it's going to sound way mm. better. And all that stuff. So, I mean, sometimes it depends on the, you know, the band situation, you know, you never know. Well, sometimes we've, we've talked about, we'd all always love to get like Eric Rutan to like do a record, but it's a lot. Of, I mean, especially for you guys being Australian and everything. Yeah. It's, um, Dude, it it's... just makes everything like costs just <laughs> 10 times um, harder, 10 times harder because you're coming from like a weird corner of the fucking world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even when we were setting up this, like, uh, this, uh, th- doing this podcast with you, I was like, mm. okay, what time can you do this at? Like, what time your time? <laughs> mm. I've, um, <laughs> can we do this at? And then let me see what time it is for me. <laughs> it's actually super frustrating because I've, I've started a new band as well, actually. Oh, no and, shit. Okay. And, um, it's with a dude in the US. Oh. And, just even like we've been exchanging ideas, but to actually uh, to line up a time to have a video chat, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking difficult. Dude, it know? is. Even today I was like, oh my God, the time was fucked up by an hour. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, how did I, I literally thought I had it right. And then <laughs> yeah. I remember I, 
I was walking my dog and I saw like your Instagram post and you, and it was posted 45 minutes ago. And you said in 2.5 hours. hours and, oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, what does he mean? Two point? I was like, oh, fuck. Are you? And I Google it and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. How the fuck did I fuck this up? Actually, was it daylight savings time that fucked it up? I think it was actually. Mm. Stupid. It as probably shit. was. Yeah, it was then because we went an hour ahead. Mm. This time, I hate it so. Are, much. are you in daylight daylight savings at the moment? Yeah. Or it's just started or something. Stupid. Yeah, like a week. What was it like last week, Tim? I can't fucking remember. Pretty sure it was last week. Um, is it hot where you are, or is it dude today? Still cold. I mean, I'm wearing a fucking hoodie because it was like 50 out today. Like, what's this? What's 50 Fahrenheit? Oh, what is that to Celsius? I don't fucking know. Yeah, daylight savings time was on the 12th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, about a week ago. It was like right after we moved here back to. Oh, that's pretty cold. 50 Fahrenheit. Yeah, for March, mid March in fucking Texas. Mm. But March and April in Texas is always like all over the place. Like, the not this morning, but was it yesterday? We woke up to like a fucking crazy thunderstorm. Uh, yeah. And then like, and then a few hours later, it's just like sunny out. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's you been know? storming here for the last few days. It's been sick. I love What's, rain. Oh yeah. What's the temperature storming. there? Is it cool? Uh, I mean, a, it's pretty warm to be honest. Like we're come, we're in autumn at the moment. Oh, but, um, okay. So it's like. Fucking in the future. So we're so in autumn, everyone. but it's, but it's a, uh, 75 Fahrenheit. Oh shit! Nah, that's a nice. That's a good temperature. It, it's nice, man. Like that's a good temp. Clear skies. The grass is green. I need to do some mowing. I, like, some and mowing. that's the thing, man. COVID has just turned bandoot. Like, <laughs> it's just it's exposed like people like me for that. People maybe thought, oh, he's kind of cool. He's in the touring band, but I'm actually just a boring cunt that likes to mow his lawn <laughs> yeah. and um, stay at home. Get into running. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Kick it, you know. kick it at home with his kid and his wife and hang out. Yeah, that, that's honestly like. <laughs> I mean, dude, I like staying home. I don't, I don't fucking mind it at all, really. I'm like yeah, a well, recluse, bro. I'm like, let me just well, stay home. It's just forced me to slow down in a lot of ways, so I'm kind of enjoying it, to be honest. Yeah, no, I am as well. I'm loving it. <clears throat> oh man, so yeah, so we're gonna expect some new songs this year from Distant Tomb. Yeah, dude, new singles that'll be coming out, in, I guess, in the next few months. Fuck Can't up. really announce who's going to be the guest vocalists, but... um. Whoa, I don't... Did you ever have any guest vocalists on past Distant Tomb? Yeah, on... I think so, right? On the on the Misery album, on a track called Forced Dawnment of the Funerary Crown, um, we had <laughs> Trevor from Black Dahlia. That's right. Um, And then you had... And we were one of the first few bands to start getting them on tracks. That oh, was in yeah. 2014. Wow. And then the Cane the Light, did you have... Ma- the, you had Matty Way. We had Matty Way, which was like a fucking massive thing for us, you know. Yeah. Like, for I mean, him he's, to be, he's the godfather of Gutterbeast. So. <laughs> Dude, he is the godfather of it. And he is, yeah. He's I like, Matty. he's my sort of, well, he's obviously one of my biggest vocal influences. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask that, actually. Yeah. Like him and is another Disgorge vocalist, AJ Magana. Mm hmm. It's like I don't really have any other vocal influences other than those two dudes. Wow. And I've met both of them and Matty Way is just the nicest. Like dude, you know, he's a sweetheart. He it's is just ridiculous how nice he is. <laughs> he um 
he's yeah it is ridiculous how nice he is it like, is me right jake, me, me and jake talk afterwards and be like it is insane how like <laughs> how courteous and how like just dude he's a really heart. nice he is and yeah. it just makes it even more that like he is like my <laughs> like influ- big influence it's like massive influence but also just for me to meet him and for him to say such nice things to me and mm-hmm. our last on that bloodletting tour he 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 gave me a, a Discord Sheila gutted shirt. Oh, and I actually man. said to my wife a few weeks ago, because I've been selling some of my old shirts that I don't ever wear or they've just got insane shit on it that I can't wear out in public. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm getting rid of a few of them. But I said to Sean, I said, that shirt that Matty Way gave me, I'll I'll never get rid of that. That's yeah. like, that that's it's stained. just so sentimental to me in terms of, you know, for oh, yeah, one man. of your idols to become sort of, a friend in a way and uh, yeah for him to say such nice things is actually you know oh he loves this into him yeah he, he's just yeah yeah for he him to say some me. of those things about this him, it's you know it, it just i can't say it enough it just blows my mind and and then there's aj magana who's the other discord he's been another discord vocalist he's been super influential probably in the way i move on stage and stuff um, yeah he's definitely just, like influenced you so. have you ever met him yeah, I met him in 2011 at our first European show. Um, we played a festival called Mountains of Death. Oh, okay. And and he, cool name. yeah, and he was performing with. Um, it was in like the Swiss Alps, and it was just amazing. Wow. And and he was performing with um, to violently vomit, which is that Discord cover band that was headlining. Yeah. No shit. That's and wild. He, he's a completely different person to Matty Way, but it was still sick to meet him. It was still cool. Yeah yeah that's fucking yeah. rad man hell yeah. yeah well dude i'm stoked to hear a new distant tomb this year i'm always stoked to hear it. when i heard the new song i was fucking blown away i you guys always like you guys are like progressing and just always like kind of changing it up and adding in like yeah. your own like twist to it which i think mm-hmm. makes the band stand out and i say it to everybody i'm like this you guys in particularly like stand out more than so many other bands and i think it's fucking rad you know, I appreciate that. Too. All, like people are like, oh, it just takes them like so long to put stuff. On. I'm like, yo, it's so fucking worth it, though. Like when the new single yeah. came out, I was like, oh yes, this is yeah, it, man. It, Fuck yeah! Wasn't actually man. that. <laughs> people were really surprised when we put that out because it was it was pretty. It wasn't five years. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't five years, right? <laughs> but um, nah, you guys are killing it, man. I, I'm yeah, appreciate I, it, man. So we got. We got the songs written pretty much for like a whole bunch of new singles that we're going to drop. That's right. Got some, um, and we're actually we're re-releasing two songs off our album "Sunken Chambers" and "Nephilim." We've re-recorded them. They're they're oh. ready to go. Oh no and shit! Okay. And we've got we've got the artwork revamped. I just need to actually the, the artwork came to us this week, like revamped artwork. That's rad. Um, oh yeah. And I'm just going to send it through to Jamie. Yeah. Actually, today. Just put it through. Um, and hopefully get it up in the next few weeks. But That'd be rad, yeah, man. Two songs, yeah, on so, it? yeah, man. And they sound like that's what I mean. That first album does sound like it was recorded with a pineapple, <laughs> yeah. And to hear it with proper production and like obviously my vocals, <laughs> yeah, have progressed. And, and and not to mention that album wasn't recorded to a click, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, for it to sound like a proper band and for my vocals to it, like. I, I can't wait for people to hear it, man, because it's um, yeah, it, I'm it sounds fucking that. sick and crushing. So that's rad. So you got you guys got a bunch of, a bunch of cool shit coming out this year. That yeah, man, more new and songs. Just, 
and doing that other project. So yeah, I know. Just... I'm stoked to hear that. Let me know when that's fucking ready. I want to hear that, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be um it's just like a brutal death metal band, like a straight up brutal death band with I guess I can say it here with Jacob <laughs> from Science. Um, oh mm. no shit. Yeah, that's fucking tight, dude. Hell yeah. That dude can fucking write. Yo, so. he's awesome, man. That's actually like I'm not into deathcore at all. No, yeah, like, I'm really not into it. But it, Signs of the Swarm are an impressive band. I feel like yeah, like they that's like a another band too that like stands out. Like you can't like yeah, they're looped into the deathcore genre, but like they're just like they they're getting better. Like they have like their mm -hmm. own sound. Like you always know you now you really know it's them. Like you mm -hmm. throw on like a sign song, it's like wow, that's yeah, that's Signs of the Swarm right there. Yeah. Even like that last that last single they just came out with the collection with like Matt from Kublai Khan and Nick from Molotov Solution blew people. Yeah, that minds. is sick. It, it was really cool, sick. and it's like when like like even like when um Matt from Kublai Khan Kublai Khan yeah. his part comes in, it's like mm. it has like a Kublai Khan feel to it. It sounds like, tough. Eh? Yeah, like they getting him to do uh, guest vocals on that song was like perfect. Same with Nick from Molotov Solution, which, yeah. I mean, if you don't know who the fuck Molotov Solution is, you're fucking up. That's mm. a band I just fucking love. Um, so I've never listened to, like, I'm nah? I've, I'm friends with Nick because like, I've, I've met him a few times and we he would oh, come out to our shows and stuff. Yeah, no, he's but cool. I only met him through Thy Art is Murder when he was doing vocals for them. Oh, uh, yeah, when he fell down, yep. But I've never actually listened to a Molotov Solution song. Should listen to their last record. Was it The Resurrection? It's a good fucking mm. record, man. Great yeah. record. They were like about, it was like starting to happen for them. And then it, they just, I don't know, something happened internally. And then they broke up. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I remember like, like 10 years ago, I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> they were just about. <laughs> There's just so many bands that I've either missed or I just, man, like, that's the thing. I'm, I'm pretty boring. I just, I just listen to Disgorge, Morbid Angel, like, like a fucking handful of bands and then yeah new ulcerate like yeah you know that's kind of that ulcerate blew people's mind i mean that blew my mind that record i don't guess how they do it dude it it's such a the way i've described like that album stare into death and be still if you've listened to previous ulcerate it's just so complex and it's almost like they said Hey, let's just strip things back down a bit and yeah. write one of the best death metal albums of the last 10 years. And they fucking did it. Like the songwriting is actually so insanely good. It is, man. On that album. And yep. it was they, about this year, this time last year they released yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, when they started, like when they released the first single for it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. These guys, like, I didn't expect that. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from them. But it really blew my fucking mind. Yeah, dude. And I was like, this this band is like on another fucking level. I um I started running when COVID shut down all the gyms. Mm -hmm. And I've never been into running at all. Yeah. But that album was like my soundtrack. Like when in lockdown, <clears throat> I'd go for a run at sunset every day. And like I just have Play such that. really fond memories of lockdown because I'd just get to the top of the hill and like that album would be playing and I'd just be watching the sunset. It was like fucking sick. That's good. That, you'll have some really good memories off that record now. <laughs> sure, man. It's just know? like this weird time. Yeah, very weird time. Hell yeah, dude. All right, awesome, man. I Thank you so much for doing this with me today. It was a fucking blast. I know everyone here is stoked as hell to hear a new Disentomb. 
and your new project as well. Um, yeah, sick. We're going to go raid somebody. And I just saw that Scott from Fallujah is streaming right now. Oh, is he? He is. I love yeah, Scott. Yeah, sick. Dude, yeah, Scott, he's, he's, he's good people, good man. So I want to go raid his ass. He's awesome. Yeah. So we're just going to bring everyone from here over to his stream. Where the yep. fuck did it go? Hold on. Let me just. I appreciate you having me on, by the yeah, way. Yeah, man. man. Like, I don't know if I've just. I've been fucking rambling. So I don't know if it's. No, dude. Any, this is how I don't know if I it's do been these... good content. But... Oh, no, no, no. Dude, I tell everyone that do these episodes. Like, listen, I'm going to have like a notes and like shit I'm going to bring up and talk about. And we can just go off on whatever, you know, in yep. bullshit. And, you know, and then people. You know, everybody in chat and ask what they want or bring up something and we'll go off of that and just fucking relax, dude. This is not, you know, do whatever sick, the fuck man. we want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been good to catch up as well. Yeah, man. And I'm I appreciate so... anyone that's been tuning in. Thanks. Like, yeah, dude. Appreciate I... it. And if you're a fan of Distant Tomb, fucking means a lot. Yes. Uh, everyone here is a fan of Distant Tomb. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, we're going to go raid Scott, the guitarist from Fallujah. He's streaming right now. Um, he's been on here for like a month or so. And then on Saturday, I actually have the guys from Brand of Sacrifice, Kyle and Liam. Uh, they're going to be hanging out with me. We're going to be listening to their new album, Lifeblood, talking about it. So if you're around on Saturday, definitely stop by. And uh, all the info is in my about section below. But thank you again for tuning in. Oh, and before that, <laughs> Tuesday is my 50th episode, and it's with the guys from Despised Icon. So be here for that on Tuesday. Anyway, let's go raid Scott. Jordan, thank you again for doing this with me, man. Appreciate it, dude. We'll Look after yourself. You too, man. All right, here we go, guys. All right. Sent it over to him.